This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How's it going, mate? It's going well. So, uh, folks, we're at that time of uh, year where schedules suddenly get very difficult. So we're recording. Uh, we're recording yes. on a Tuesday, uh, when normally that'd be the release day. <clears throat> well, not lately because I've been really slack and usually push it up <laughs> <about> Friday. <laughs> <laughs> my Friday, so US Thursday. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah really pull my finger out. And well, you know, uh, as we talk about in the show, I've got other things on at the moment, right? Other things. But we'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. Um, so yeah, the. Mm-hmm. Our our podcasting schedule might get a little uh, sketchy over the next couple of weeks, just in terms of uh, yeah, whether we have anything to talk about or if there's news. Um, I mean, we might bring in an emergency session, but uh, with with uh, when we re- normally record on the weekends and the holidays are right there on the weekend. Well, I guess actually, it's on Monday is Christmas, huh? With uh, Christmas, yeah, Eve I'll be up. Uh, coast. Yeah, oh, I think we're actually going up to Mooloola Bar, um, which is about you know forty minutes up the road. <clears throat> yeah, um, that'll be lovely to stay up at the in-law. So yeah, we won't be doing any podcasting on that weekend. Yeah, no. So there you go, folks. It's going to be uh, there's going to be some gaps, <laughs> but that's okay. We did that last year, and it was uh, it was all good too. Yeah, no one missed us that much. Not that much. Not terribly much. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I uh, I uh, went and saw. The new Star Wars: Last Jedi. I've seen it twice now. Think of that. Um, well, I rather enjoyed it. There is, an, <laughs> I was up until I don't know one thirty or two in the morning in a uh, Facebook argument with somebody that I don't even know about the movie. <laughs> and well, that's always a good use of your time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great use of my time. Um, there is a whole subset of people out there that uh, hate the movie, and it's fascinating mm. the degree which with with which they hate it, and it's in my mind completely unfounded, and it's more a case. And folks, I'm not going to go into bit one of a spoiler here, um, so I'm be speaking in yeah. very broad generalities, but. Uh, the the main gist that I'm getting is people went in with certain expectations of what this movie should be, i.e. they expected another Empire Strikes Back. And mm-hmm. when it didn't follow the mold, and I think they got that impression because with uh, The Force Awakens kind of being very similar to A New Hope in terms of what went on and, and pacing, I think they expected that same thing yeah. out of Empire. And when that didn't... When that didn't happen, they became very angry. <laughs> and, Chris, is it the same director that's done no. both, or is it a different director? No, this is another Ryan Johnson. J.J. Uh, Abrams will be back for the third one. Um, he wasn't originally supposed to be back for the third oh. one. It was supposed to be uh, Colin Trevorrow, who did Jurassic World, but then they realized that uh, he didn't really know what he was doing. <laughs> and, well, uh, yes. You know... You got to be able to work within the the mold that is, you know, Disney's got their mold for the Marvel movies. They've got their mold for the Star Wars movies, uh, you know. So you got to you got to be able to fit into it. But um, 
yeah so it's it's just and and the i went to a 9 30 a.m showing and imax 3d on release day and i went with my buddy yep who i really need to stop going to movies with him because he hates everything um <laughs> and uh, no i'm not kidding it's like the last two alien movies no hate him no he claims he's a big alien fan here i am wearing an alien shirt today um when in truth, mm-hmm. I always argue you like aliens and that's it. <laughs> you don't like any of the other alien movies. Um, and he's a big military minded guy. So you know. if he starts seeing tactical planning that doesn't meet his criteria, he's out. And it's like, dude, you guys know what's happening out here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like nobody cares, you know? No. Um, but what was weird was that showing was very quiet. Like nobody cheered, nobody laughed, nobody, nothing. It was just dead silence for that entire screening. Mm. And I didn't know what to chalk that up to. And now I'm thinking it's because this was all the, you know, the hardcore Hardcore. fans and half of them were pissed and the other half were like, I dare not shit, you know, say that I actually liked it because then they're going to be a battle. Um, Mm. So then I went and saw it. Battle of the coins. (laughs) Right. So then I went and saw it. Uh, uh, my son got invited to a birthday uh, that they were all going to go watch the movie and parents were invited to. So I went and saw it and totally different crowd. Like they cheered, mm-hmm. they laughed, they clapped when certain thing, you know, things happened. They were having a good old time. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what I thought. That's what was supposed to be about. Exactly. Exactly. It, isn't it like it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be, it's a, it's a space opera. Let's be serious. Well, it's, like, it's amazing how you know people will complain about acting or you know dialogue, and it's like, have you not seen Star Wars? I'm sorry, mm. it's full of terrible acting and terrible dialogue, but that's what we love about it, you know. That is the Star Wars brand. Exactly. Like, it's it's got to have a certain amount of cheese with your crackers, man. Exactly. Like otherwise. Mm. So anyway, I, I chalk me up, folks, as one who uh, really thoroughly had a good time. And uh, if you feel like getting into a, a an argument with me, go for it. Uh, you can pop on to uh, blockade at gmail.com and drop me a note, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll battle. <laughs> or or yeah, take or it maybe to a public friend forum. Facebook, so, yeah, take it to a public forum yeah. so that I don't have to read the email. Because <laughs> well, I have zero fugs to give about that. <laughs> Um, I've heard that, um, as an aside, the second viewing for a lot of people is often the better viewing uh, for yes. Star Wars. I was able to, again, um, even for me, I was I felt like I went in with no preconceived notions, but having seen the trailer, um, mm-hmm. there was at one point in the movie where I just kind of went, wow, it feels like the movie's winding down, but man, we haven't even seen this thing from the trailer that I know was going to take up at least 20 minutes. Um, and so there was kind of that, and and like you would hear mm. lines of dialogue that you heard from the trailer, and you're like, oh, see, I see, I was right. Those two people weren't staring at each other when that dialogue was said, you know, that kind of thing. So the second time I was able to just watch it as a movie, but then mm. on the same hand, knowing what was going to happen, I caught little bits of dialogue that totally gave away what was going to come. Or, oh, really? Or, you know, certain things. Yeah, it, it was like, oh, see, so you were dropping the nuggets all along. We just didn't know to pick up on them because <laughs> we didn't realize that Very that was nugget. a big nugget, you know. Yeah. So the second viewing is like, oh, it's like um, 
Yeah, so one of those other movies like The Sixth Sense, The Sixth Sense, for example, if you see that the second time, you go, "Oh yeah, I see what you were doing there." Oh yes, here we are. Right. Here's a lead right. into that concept. Yeah, yeah, you get sort of get to appreciate the structure of the movie a bit more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, appreciate it more on its own terms. The, my only argument with the the second viewing was that uh, it wasn't as good of a projection as the IMAX was, and I. I didn't know. I didn't feel the 3D added anything. Um, I'm one of those people that I want my 3D to be fun. Therefore, I want things poking me in the eye, um, as well yeah. as having a lot of depth. And there's nothing poking you in the eye at all in this movie. But then watching the second viewing, I realized that there were certain call it background objects or little things that I didn't notice in the 2D version. I mean, like I was then like, wait, wait, where is? And I'm like looking for it. Whereas it really popped in 3d. So there is something to be said about, uh, the 3d viewing, adding a, a smidgen, you know, it, it's certainly mm-hmm. not essential. Um, and it doesn't add a lot, but it uh, it was sounds like it just adds just clarity. Just adds clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's needed. Um, which I don't know. You so. could probably argue that is that a fault of the the framing of the shot or the digital framing of the shot because all that stuff would be digital effects, I'd imagine. Um, so, I, but that's well, probably it's more that it's more that are flat. Yeah, when, th- oh, when things yes. are flattened, they oh. blend into a background as opposed to if it's slightly yeah. in front. All of a sudden, it's like, ooh, yeah, you know. And I'll give you an example of, I mean, just one thing that's totally not spoiling anything: the porgs, the little birdies. Mm-hmm. Those things are all over the island, and yeah, they're basically I noticed them big time. <laughs> What's that? They're basically the rats of Star Wars, aren't they? Really? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, and in the two D showing, they didn't because they kind of blend into the rocks, and mm-hmm. they really blended into the rocks in two D. So, I mean, that was one of those things where it was just like they just popped a little bit more, and there was there's all sorts of little elements like that out out there. Just a little bit more um, visual weight in the context yeah. of the movie. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So anyway, Good. that's okay. uh, that's all I'll say about that until more people have seen it, <laughs> and then who mm. knows? I probably won't even say anything beyond that. Um, yeah, I just need to accidentally walk into a cinema sometime this week and just go and see it because otherwise I'm going to see it. Yeah. I, you, we usually have a pretty long season here in Australia, mm. but. I, I think I need to see it earlier if I'm going to even have a chance of seeing it in 3D. Yeah. All the Christmas stuff coming out, all the Christmas releases. Yeah. Uh-huh. Speaking of yeah. releases. Well, that's all very interesting. What else has been released? Zen surprised everybody. <laughs> so I, I uh, said yeah. that when they, they... They've done the Twitch stream of uh, Adventureland... And they were then going to be doing the Twitch stream of Son of Hercules the following week. And I'd kind of guessed, ah, they'll probably release it before Christmas. And Mm. not only did they release it before Christmas, but they gave it to everybody for free. (laughs) Which was like... On Steam, yes. Well, on consoles and Steam. Not available on Android or iOS yet. Um, I mean, you can buy the table. Yeah, but not for free. Um, And according to Zen, that's because... It's not under the pinball it's effects. Not three, yeah. yeah, that's right, exactly. Which look, it's um, fair enough. Again, the tables I think were actually priced a little bit lower than they would normally have been on um, Zen Pinball uh, Two. 
So I think they tried to help us out a little bit by giving a little bit, like mm -hmm. giving the tables to a little bit less than normal, which honestly, they're still like two bucks a table. So yeah, I'm actually okay with that <laughs> because <laughs> I've got to say, they're not bad for a original theme table, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, they, they both have their pluses and minuses. Um, I know which one's my favorite, though, but I'd like to hear what you think about that. Well, I will say right off the bat that my favorite, I'm, or what I'm leaning more towards right now, is definitely Son of Zeus. Um, totally. And, and the reason I say that is there are some insane lighting effects going on on that table, and there's also weather, <laughs> which is bolts. way cool. Yeah, those lightning bolts far out. Yeah, lightning Even bolts. Mobile, they look good. Yeah, the lightning bolts zap your ball. There's wind that all of a sudden takes your ball away, um, and it and it it doesn't feel like it's a magnet either. It feels like wind is blowing against the ball and, and pushing it up, you know, somewhere. Um, and it is also you can stack every single mode on top of itself, which just causes mass wow. chaos on the screen. <laughs> Um, I didn't know that. That's very cool. They basically done a Josie Jack with this table, and nah. <laughs> made made basically a crazy table because it even looks a little yeah. bit like it has the same something like Lord of the Rings, like the the Josie Jack Lord of the Rings sort of feel. Yeah, yeah. I feel um, like it, like that volcano and the way you interact with that, I managed, I was so annoyed, eh? Like, I got to the point where I woke up the, the volcano god, that drained the ball, yeah, I couldn't do anything. Oh, come on. One <laughs> of those ones that if I had more time, I'd just go, oh, I have to, I have to play this again now. I have to, I've got to do it. Well, it's yeah, interesting, it's too, because you, you, if you drain the ball, the mode still is active sometimes, I've noticed. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, it was on my last ball. Of... It would have been fine. But, yeah, um, yeah I dipped out. That's fine. I'll just play it again. My my complaint with the table would be the inserts aren't clear enough about what they are, um, what mm. they do. They're kind of far away, and you can't really read the detail. And there's this yeah. whole thing of there's a uh, Ford uh, Ford bank drop targets that spells gods goes down, and then uh, sinking the ball into the the hole there, you collect a god. And I've mm -hmm. twofold. A, I don't know what the heck collecting the gods does. I think it adds multi balls, but I'm not sure. Um, two, you never know who you've collected. Like, there's nothing on the table itself for inserts that light up, so yeah. that you know who you or how many you have. I, I, you know, because then once you once you put it in there, you're given the option: start multi ball, collect more gods. Well, I want to know how many yes, gods yeah. there are to collect. I want to know how far I am away from the, you know, having a full full tilt. So. Yeah, that's actually a good a good point. I I did I sort of just went no, I'm not gonna. This is a I've been listening to a lot of of the head to head pinball podcast. Talk about the Lyman Shear. It's very much risk and reward, and this is sounds like one of those risk and reward tables. Like, oh, do I just like cash in my multiple now, or right. do I collect more odds and go for a at the end? So this is a very interesting play by Zen here from a rules perspective and from a table offering perspective. Yes. And I kind of, I kind of really like the way they're going with it. It's, it's got a lot of promise. Yeah, I, so I, I, after playing a few games of Utter Chaos, I wound up trying to aim my shots. <laughs> and that's when I truly noticed that, oh, yeah, you can stack. You know, you can get one mode going. And then, oops, I hit a stray ball up this ramp. Oh, shoot, I just started a second mode. And 
so that's where I noticed that, yeah, you can stack these things and get multiple things going on at the same time. They showed in a video, uh, it was during the Twitch stream, they got into wizard mode, and absolutely every mode starts at the same time. And it is just oh, visual <laughs> insanity. <That is> bonkers. <laughs> it is, I mean, and I forget how many pinballs wind up being on the table at the same time, too. It's something I think it might be eight or something. I mean, it is just nuts. And there's all oh, these lighting geez. effects and weather effects and, and everything. It's just craziness. Man, I've got to get up to that. I've got to get some time on this thing and just get <laughs> a good solid thrashing. My, my other uh, gripe, and it's not a huge one, but it doesn't stop talking. And what the problem mm. that I have with that is, is that you hit a particular ramp shot and all of a sudden the person, you know, the, it's one of two voices. It's either uh, Hercules talking or it is, I want to say Medusa or Hera. I'm not sure which, mm. um, but anyway, uh, it'll be like you go up a ramp shot and all of a sudden she'll be like, Oh, you've now visited my birds who will come down and swoop. And you're like, yeah, I'm done already. I'm already doing two more ramps. You know, it's like we need quick, <laughs> quick call outs, not these long, gigantic sentences. Because then I started not really being able to associate where the noise was, you know, what ramp I hit to cause what sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the they sometimes when they're doing sound call outs and, and things like that and Zen, they tend to over narrate them. Yeah. Um <laughs> And that, that is a problem. Like they really need to like reference tables in the wild and go, right, how do they communicate back to the user or the player what they're doing? And really the reason why they're it's basically little stings is what you're looking for when you do a ramp. Like, yeah. Like uh, let, let let's look at No Fear, for example, where it's like, you know, you shoot a ramp and it says, do it again. And it just like that right. feedback loop that you need to go. All oh, right, I need to do that again. Like that's what you need in pinball. You don't need a. You don't need just for someone to start telling you a story while you're actually shooting a ramp, right? Well, you think about when you shoot a bear ramp in Adam's family. That whoa sound lasts exactly the length of time it takes for the ball to travel. Correct. It is genius <laughs> the way that they so, the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. It's it is distracting to an extent, isn't it? When they yeah. when they do that. Yeah, uh, son, uh, son of Zeus is also a not remotely possible in the real world table. <laughs> mm, yeah, this is one well and truly stuck in the fantasy realm. Yes, um, and it's nice because like lately, Zen has been focusing quite a bit on semi-realistic tables. Yeah, in their releases, um, so it's kind of nice to see a pure Zen storytelling experience like there is all about. And really, within the limitations of regular pinball, telling that story is actually quite difficult. So yeah, going for something mytho like of mythology like um, this is a great fit for a let's just go ridiculous and, and go fully fantasy. And I mean, there's the not even cabinet walls. This it's a floating it's a floating nah. it's Mount Olympus basically. You know, it's it's floating out there hmm. in the world. So. Um, Anyway, that's that's Son of Zeus. Flip over to Adventureland. Adventureland is very doable, I would say, in a real world in uh, setting. Uh, yeah, potential to be doable. That um, double uh, double loop roller coaster ramp would be interesting. You need an accelerator <laughs> magnet on it for sure, but yeah, something yeah, feasibly possible. Feasibly possible. 
But I mean, all the toys on it, all the toys are very much doable for the most part. Um, and yes. the back box uh, game feels very much like it would be a, for a real table. So it's got that going for it. The thing that annoys me with it is it's got their bad voice actor people. <laughs> and it's. Um, Predator voice actors. What's um, that? The, the Predator voice actors. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, the guy and the gal, and it's that's, just. I, that's why I like that table. I've, I, I played a little bit and I went, ah, okay, fine. And then I went over to Zeus and went, ah, this is what we're talking about. Right. And I just completely forgot about the other one. Like, I don't know. It seems to just be played enough, honestly, to, yeah. to actually form an opinion. The the other problem that I have with the table is it's so crowded with stuff, you quickly mm. get distracted and aren't able to actually see what it is you're supposed to be doing. Um, and it wasn't a I, I had to finally do a table, uh, you know, pause the game and do a table flyover and uh, no, look at the table itself and see what what shots are possible, what where goes where. Um, because I need to find like the ticket booth. I had no clue where the ticket booth was, and now I know where it is. Um, I couldn't tell where it was either. It, it's <laughs> I, was, actually, I was just shooting around. It's actually dead center at the very top. But the point is, is that you kind of go, you, you're not even aware that the ticket booth is important because you would have to have mm. read the DMD in order to understand that. Oh, you need to buy a ticket in order to activate this mode, and you know how Zen's DMD. Uh, business and yeah, because the DMD is rolling by at three times speed, the normal speed <laughs> right. can actually grow. Why do they do this? Just yeah. slow the animations down, guys. So it, it took me it took me a little while to kind of figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And once I figured that out, the game was a little more fun to play. But then I got into mm. this thing. There is a, uh, I think they call it the Sky High, and it's this. It's on the left hand side of the table near the top. And it's basically a, uh, a twirly ride, you might say. Spinning chair that, ride, right? Yeah, spinning chair ride. There you go. So I activated it, and it went up, and I created, I hit a shot, and all of a sudden the table zooms in on it, and it, and you're told use the flippers to launch the ball. And I was like, I don't even know where the ball is, and what am I mm. launching? Where, where am I? I thought the ball was in the spinning chair and I was trying to launch it off the spinning chair. And instead, it turns out that no, it was actually in the play field. And that it ran around thing. Yes. A what? The, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So the spinning chair goes and the ball launches out from the bottom of the table. And you got a time it says the chair is coming around. The ball hits the chair and gets locked in the chair. And so you can lock four balls that way. But you don't know oh, how many okay, games so... it took me to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, the other thing I don't know too much about is that, um, what they call it, the Ulysses thing that spins yes. in the back middle. Yes. How the hell do you use that? You basically, it's, there's, a, there's a lit up line. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's for those that don't know, it's a car that is basically going to be going around and around and around in circles uh, in a very tight loop, and your pinball is in this car. Oh. And uh, so there's a there's a a lit up line of lights. And when the nose of the car hits that, you hit your flippers and that acts as like an accelerator and that spins it around one time. And if you mistime it, then the, the car doesn't do the full loop and it just rocks back into place. And then your, your ride is over. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've got like about one loop, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no way. Again, the stupid instructions in this game. Yeah. They, they just don't give you the level of detail you need in a timely manner. Like they just right. need to, they really need to adjust that timing. It's, it really makes for a bad gameplay experience on it. It's not fun at all. Well, and you need, you, uh, it's where, again, the whole game should pause. The DMD should tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. And then it's going to say, ready, go. And then you go, you know, think about, think about on championship pub yeah. when you do jump rope, the, the jump DMD rope. tells you exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So, That's what we need in moving forward. They need to actually yeah. explain the toys better because they don't at the moment. They just assume right. it's so intuitive because it's got themes and it's not. So, yeah, yeah that's why I think I'm not liking that game because there's just too many intricacies of the table that are poorly explained. Enjoy it until you actually know it, you know. I shouldn't need yeah, to go still and have... read the tutorial and listen to the tutorial to understand how the game works. I should be able to walk up to a game and just play it. Yeah. Well, because like down at the bottom of, you know, the, the right above your flippers, there's insert lights that I believe say free ride. I have no idea how to light those. I have no idea what happens when you light those. Um, or if you, you know, once you I'm light sure them, the it's going to tell you. It's not right. intuitive, right? Right, but it's not intuitive. Um, on Hercules, I believe each time you hit a mode, you light a letter of his name. Okay. I'm not 100% positive on that, but I think that's the case. But again, a simple DMD instruction saying completion of a mode lights a letter of Hercules. Done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, normally we get that way, from the instruction card that is you know, on, a, on a real table. And this is what I was actually thinking about. Like, there should be um, a way we call up the instruction card for basic gameplay tips when you're learning this table. Like, it, it almost should just flash up. Like, you know how. Kimball Arcade does the, the table overview with the history of the game and stuff when yeah. you first load the table. Yeah. It should almost present something like that that allows you to quickly tap through like four or five of the key features of the game and then um, give you a quick video, like a two-second video run-through of the key shots you need to make to do those things and then let you get into the game. And then I'll let you do that tutorial, that quick start tutorial, I think I, I'd like to call it, um, at any point. So you can learn it if you forget it. Like that that would just be such a good user experience if they did that. I mean, it's not hard to call up the instructions. You know, you pause the game, you go to options, and you put, you know, table instructions, and then you can read through them. But I don't um, I think you're the same way. Typically, you walk up to a table, and you just start bashing around with it. And Absolutely. hope that you're going to figure some things out. And then when you want to know more, you start actually reading other things. But hmm. with Zen tables, that it that's almost the, the surest way to not enjoy their table. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, you know, I don't know maybe maybe we uh, as consumers, we're, we're kind of mixing the lines between pinball and video game here. Like, maybe maybe the idea with Zen, it'd be interesting to actually hear some of the guys from Zen comment on this. Um, so I might flag them in the podcast to see if they want to respond. But I feel that sometimes you you actually need to 
get that almost like read the game manual like you right. normally with a with a video game to understand that the, the particular things the features in that table understand how to play so i'm just wondering if like each table is kind of like a mini video game within itself rather than a pinball machine in the way that it's supposed to be intuitively understood by mm. the game player maybe tutorial is actually something that needs to be given more uh i guess waste when you're actually uh using zen somehow like to say it would really be a good idea if you read if you just took five minutes to familiarize yourself with the tutorial because you're going to enjoy the game a lot more if you do and if they said that at the beginning of the the, the onboarding for each new table that might actually be better than just going here's a table have fun oh and also there's instructions but you know you could be going to a menu to get those right it might be something it might be nice to actually have that information a little bit more in the user experience and i think that would actually i think for me that would actually make me go okay it's important enough that they've actually gone you might want to read the instructions first as a user that says to me well perhaps i should actually give this a little bit more time than just going in and playing initially yeah i don't know i don't know either Food but uh, all i know is that in the matter of what two months Zen has now dropped five tables. Yeah, pretty solid. And <laughs> let's be serious. Let's let's just take pause for a minute. These tables are actually free for those who got onto it early. So, really, regardless of what the tables are or aren't or how they present the instructions, that's a pretty good value, yeah. <laughs> right? So I would say so. So thank you. So thanks, Zen, for at least giving them to the the console communities because. You know, Christmas presents are good. We'll we'll wait on on mobile for now until you <laughs> merge the tiles. Please, please just merge Gen Two into Gen Three. It just make stop branching them out. Um, well, I that know was what I noticed. Probably playing it, but you know, just do it. That was what I noticed with. Uh, so I my wife gave me my Christmas present early, which wound up being an iPhone Seven Plus, and. Uh, so now I have a screen that's uh, big enough that I can actually play pinball on, and more importantly, I have enough memory that I can actually have tables on it. <laughs> kind of handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does come in handy. And the thing that bugs me with, with Zen right now is like you can get uh, for free, you were able to get uh, basically Empire Strikes Back, you know, in the Star Wars, but it was in the Star Wars app. It's not in the Zen app. You can play yeah. all three alien tables for free, but it's only in the alien app. It's, you know, none of it transfers over mm -hmm. to the Zen app. Mm -hmm. So I wound up, I wind up having, and oh, plus they have their esports uh, app. So I've got like four different Zen, Zen apps. Yeah. Um, well, now this is because I haven't bought anything on for for the phone. You know, I mean, it's certainly different. Hey. If you want free, you get them fragmented. If you want them all in one place, you pay for. It. I guess. Simple. Yep. Um, but even still, it would be nice for it to just all finally be under one app completely and be done, and you can erase all the other stuff. It would. You can do that. You just got to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely do that, Chris. You've got to spend some money there, mate. So uh, go do that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, fine. Um, you know, I was uh, uh, 
just posting about the podcast here on our Twitter feed. And lo and behold, I see an announcement from Stern about Guardians of the Galaxy, and they've got two new songs. <laughs> so they just added in, oh, uh, yes. I, want, I Want You Back from Jackson 5 and Ain't No Mountain High Enough from uh, Marvin Gaye. Ooh, very nice. It sounds like they're licensing, licensing them as they get approvals for them. <laughs> it sounds like it. it. sounds like it. So there's actually another theory out about that where they're actually trickle feeding the songs as like a wow, look how good we are with answering the community feedback. Whereas really uh, they've been negotiating these for like, you know, the last eight or nine months and they're trickle feeding releasing them out. So I would so buy that. There's too. that as That's, well. Yeah. I, I would I, totally I, buy that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stern aren't Oh, look how good we are. We're actually just stage releasing all the music right. um, to make us look really good. Fig jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe once all the music uh, is out, then we can, that's when you'll know that the code is finally finished. <laughs> mm, uh, that could be actually that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so, uh, yeah. Oh, last songs in. yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we, we part ways, cause uh, we don't have that much to talk about this week, but Jared does go for it, Jared. Yeah, I do. So I have got um, someone has taken me up on my kind offer to store pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> so in this particular case, uh, I've got um, another one that I'm going to do up a bit for um, the guy who I did the Jackster open for. It's well and truly out of room in his warehouse, and he needs somewhere to house this thing. Um, and it's a bit of a long, a long tail restoration on it, but. Um, uh, he is looking at yeah keeping it at place for a, an extended extended period of time. Uh, <laughs> so this one is an interesting title. It's Star Race by Gottlieb. Now Star Race is one a low run um, Gottlieb. There was only eight hundred of these produced, um, and I, as I found out, it's actually a rather sought after title um, because of its scarcity. So I've got a bit of a, um, a sleeper here um, in, in the house. It's a um, pinball machine, so one that's been imported in from Africa. So that means that the cabinet is really quite rough. Um, but this play field on this one is probably the best I've seen out of all of the African pins. Um, there doesn't appear to be very much play field um, damage on it at all. I think we might have some some slight lifting of insert numbers and stuff like that. But no planking. But from a, like a, yeah, no, no planking. No, the, the underside of the play field where all the bits are attached, in very good conditions. There's only a couple of scorch marks from some coils that have gone bad. Um, and the top of the play field, because the, there aren't any um, cooked coils, hasn't suffered from heat damage or any sort of burn through. So all the art is looking really quite good. The plastics are in really good condition. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a very interesting game. These this particular game, you know how there's got to leave wide bodies, and then there's got to leave super wide bodies. Yeah. Well, this is one of those. Basically, it's one and a half pinballs in one. <laughs> it's a square. <laughs> it, it is quite literally. This thing is, it's like a little, I think Genie is of the same ilk. Yeah, Genie's uh, 
and this this is the same it's got a lot of a lot of real estate on this play field it's got two very targets it's got um, a total of eight drop targets um, it's got a very interesting ball path in the top left hand corner where the ball loops back on itself um, and comes back down a i think it's got one of the longest shots in pinball as well um, as uh, from the the left hand side of the playfield to the right into the upper loop area, so yeah, it's a pretty interesting looking table. The art's really nice, and it's very green, of course, because it's a, a sea theme. It's sort of strange. It's sort of like a space sea theme. It's very green, <laughs> um, but it looks really nice. The back glass, unfortunately, is in terrible shape, um, oh. but I'm thinking I'll just get a translate printed up for it on there. Um, I'm not really too concerned, to be perfectly honest. Like the back glasses aren't, you know, really focus on. It's all in the play field for me. So, yeah. Um, so I'm, the the boards are actually with a guy at the moment getting completely shopped. Um, so they're they're being worked on, um, which is good because it'll be then basically factory fresh again. Yeah. Um, so it should be really quite reliable. Um, I think the ground mod that all Godleaves kind of need done will need to be done as well on it, but that's fine. That really is something, something you need to do when you get all the boards together. You need to link them together with the ground. Okay. Um, but from a, a missing bits perspective, which is often a bit of a problem with these Africans, I've only noticed one, uh, there's a, a bracket that the slingshot mechanism would be on. Um, so that's missing, but I know where I can get one of those very cheap. So oh, nice. no problem. No problems with that at all. Everything else is complete. I'm just missing um, some flipper parts uh, on one of the flipper bats. All the other flipper parts are being godly, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so godly flipper. Yeah, yeah. Pinball resource has stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> well, they've got the rights to produce all the stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, they've got heaps of parts. I mean, the guy. The, that I've got this from has a ready stock of Godalib parts because they deal in a lot of Godalibs there. So I'm just probably going to go through him because Pinball Resource as an international customer is just a punish. Like you've got oh, to, yeah, you've got to do a small order because it's weird. The guy will actually you pay when you receive the parts. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. So from an international perspective, of course, I totally understand this. He, yeah. He's like, oh, maybe just do like a rubber order. Go like order a rubber kit. I'll make sure you're good, and then go go nuts. Basically, I'll send you whatever right. you need. Right. Um. But look, for the amount of parts I'd need to order for this to get working for the bloke, like you know, we're, we're talking. For, I reckon I'll probably get like uh, an entire set of parts, including strokes and everything, rubber kit, everything for like three hundred bucks from this bloke. Oh, nice. Pay that. Pay the money and just get everything basically. Um, yeah. New drop targets, everything. So we'll work out a price, the um, and and get it done. But it's a beautiful looking table. Uh, I've got to say, it's it's very slow. Sounds <laughs> like fun. Yeah, it's going to be busy. Oh, man, the, I've actually got the the bottom of the cabinet off at the moment because naturally the supply, but the bottom is chipboard, and being an African, it's it's rotted completely. So yeah. yesterday was just putting a hammer through it. And ripping it out, and I've got it down to a, a layer of two ply around all the edges, so I can pin a a new fifteen mil sheet of MDF or ply 
into that space and it's going to be really nice and tight okay. like a whole pile of construction adhesive on there and really get it back to back to secure again because it's pretty wobbly at the moment <laughs> <laughs> it's fun like uh, I, I think it's gonna be fun to do this one up I, I have heard though with this particular era of pinball is that everything is lead paint yeah so you've got to be pretty careful um, from what I hear, it's lead paint all the way through the 90s. <laughs> yeah, because commercially, you're right, actually, because commercially, I think in the US, they, they banned lead paint for um, home use, but for yeah. commercial use, there was no limitation on it. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's lead everywhere. I, I don't quite know what to do about it because the cabinet, of course, is planked and looks like crap. Right. I might I might just spray a, a bit of clear over it, like clear coat two pack, but just like var varnish, like spray varnish. Just yeah, I mean, if you're off. not if you're not sitting there trying to, you know, make it absolutely piano smooth, then nah. who cares? You know, the, the guys that are having to do that sanding job, they're yeah, they're wanting it to be this, you know, basically a new car. <laughs> um, so if you're not doing that, yeah, just varnish it and be done with it. Yeah, I just like, I'll just give it a, a really, really light slam. Probably like the vacuum cleaner there sucking up all the dirt while I'm doing it. Right, right. Um, and that will probably get rid of a whole lot of the risk with the uh, the lead paint. Yeah. And then I'll just put a clear coat over it, and then I can just use acrylics yep. to go over the clear coat and just touch it up and then put another layer on top. Job's done, right? Ta-da. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. The play field, not sure. I... It, it might be a candidate that it could do with a clear, but I don't have the equipment to do it. I don't even know if you can get two-pack in aerosol um, uh, or not. But well, I've, I've, I've heard people have. Um, mm. The only issue that anybody says with the aerosol is that you're, you can't control the spray. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it might all of a sudden sputter. It might, you know, that's the only issue with, uh, with the cans. Um, as opposed to if you had it with a compressor, but uh, you also figure what you're spraying is such quick, quick shots that it might not even be an issue at all. You know, it might be there's where you get your can on it for getting a board out and uh, having a go and just trying it out and seeing what seeing what happens before doing the real thing. The board and having a shot with it. I mean, that'd yeah. be a really inexpensive way of trying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I might end up doing it. I mean, I'm going to. I mean, I know a guy that he, he did the paint on uh, lacquer for uh, his Gorgar, and it looked beautiful in the end. Um, oh, really? He actually <clears> painted it on. He painted with it a brush. On. Well, he didn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't two part automotive clear. It was just mm. a hard lacquer, uh, like what you would coat your uh, you know a wood floor with. Uh, oh, I'd be okay with that. Like, I don't really want to. I don't really think for this. Um, era of pinball i don't really know if if two pack is maybe the way to go i mean it it would look nice but yeah i mean a lacquer is going to look nice too and the main thing with clearing is is that the colors are going to suddenly pop um mm -hmm. so that'll that'll be nice yeah but yeah i'm good i think i should at least give it a go but you know it's it, this thing is something that i can just play around with so that there's no rush i can just take my time with it yeah i i really don't have any sort of i think the only thing that's going to drive me forward is just getting the cabinet done so i can put it on its legs and then have yep. the guy come over and just make sure the boards are actually working all right 
because he's going to come over, install them, or I'm going to pick up the boards, put them in, connect them. Then he's going to drive over because he's got like a truck just full of components. Oh, okay. um, so you can actually do site repairs on boards most, nice. most of the time. So going to come over and do that. And what he's going to do is, I think part of the warranty, he will verify that all the boards work. So if if he turns on the machine and something goes wrong, it's up to him to fix it, basically. So um, I want him to actually do it. And I think there might be some, you know, in the bottom of the cabinet, how it's got the transformer and the main power spine in the bottom. Right. That will be something he'll need to convert to 240 volt um, line voltage for because it's, it's African voltage at the moment. I do not want to stuff with that. Like, <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> Count me out for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, happy happy for him to just do that work and, and get it done really well. And then I know it's going to work really nicely and, and be a strong, strong contender. So, there you have it, folks. And it's uh, going to be a fun project. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll be hearing much more about it in our uh, podcast coming up as Jared uh, works his way through it. He'll be um, paying you back for the, all the uh, firepower. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing when I was going I got nothing here uh, I got nothing yeah maybe it'll fly yeah, now, that, now yeah. that my now that uh, I can actually stand for I can stand for maybe a half an hour with no issues um, I might actually be able to start getting back into some stuff um, just do it yeah, slowly yeah yeah if I if I stand any longer than that my knee starts kind of locking up on me and that's not good yet so <laughs> The good thing is that, you know, for, for both of us, these are things that we have in our house. They aren't going. They they have legs, but they're not going to walk off anywhere. So, yep. you yep. know, you can just take your time and do it at your own pace. And there's no one's pressuring you to get it done. So get it done in your own time. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, it's uh, that time. Meaning, if you want to follow us, do so on Twitter. At Blockade is the show's handle. If you want to follow myself, I am at Shut Your Traps. Jared is at Jared Morgs. Why don't you go ahead and visit our website, which is blockadepinball.com. There you can find past shows as well as show notes and websites. When we talk about websites, links to that kind of business. Um, and as mentioned earlier, you can always drop us an email at blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Um, quick note, we did have our Zen tournament uh, with Force Awakens, and I was very disappointed in myself. I didn't make the top five. I failed by 400,000 points, <laughs> which which is infuriating to me. But it was really hard to yeah. get that score to begin with, too. So, oh, well. Um, this week, which probably will be over by the time this podcast airs, we are playing Son of Zeus because, hey, it's free and... Uh, Figured we'd be able to get a lot of people. Why not? Because it's a great table. Yes. And because it's so new, it's actually going to be interesting, right? Because it's everyone's fresh with this one. Like right. Nobody should have mastered it yet, I hope. <laughs> hmm. Oh, maybe Pinball with 45B might have. He's not playing in our tournaments. Because <laughs> he tends to do that. I don't know. I th he's like yeah. dismissed himself from our tournaments. Uh, he played the very first one and has not played in since. So. Hmm. Must be busy. Uh, Busy. Lucky him. All right, folks. Mm -hmm. uh, so until next time, which we don't know when that will be, thank you so much for listening. Probably sometime in the new year. We'll see you in the new year, right? Let's let's that, let's agree to that. Okay, we can mm. definitely agree to that. Yeah, <laughs> that that we can definitely promise that we'll give you a podcast in the new year sometime. So how about yes, that? in 2018 <laughs> there will be. I'll go so far as to say there will be more than two. There will be more than two podcasts. That's a big yeah. claim to make, but let's okay. go with it. All right. 
Yeah. New Year's resolution. Big tick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We, we set big goals here. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.